0: search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. <laughs>
1: If you're into weird shit like true crime, hello and welcome to the newest podcast by Betches, not another true crime podcast. I'm Sarah Levine, editor-in-chief of Betches.com, and that's Hannah Perkins, former Betches writer and fellow true crime addict. Hey, everyone. And in this show, we're basically going to dive into all the sketchy shit your heart desires, and when I say that, I mean you desire learning about it, not that you want it to happen to you. Right. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. So we're going to talk about stuff like scams, conspiracies, cults, and of course, murder.
2: Yeah. I mean, is it really a true crime podcast if we don't discuss murder at some point?
1: No. No, it is not. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So a little insight into why we decided to start this podcast. Um, Obviously, we love true crime and we wanted a platform to talk about it. But. As you'll come to learn very, very soon, Hannah and I are not exactly investigative journalists.
2: Definitely
1: not. <laughs> no, yeah, we're, we're not trying to bring you the next serial, but we really do like talking about the facts of a case and giving background so that you can understand the full picture.
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty much we're just two friends talking about things that we like. So definitely not journalists. We're going to do our best to cover it all and bring you cases that you may already know. And hopefully some that you don't. And we'll bring you the facts and our opinions because we pretty much always have a lot of opinions. I mean, yeah, we're, what can you do? Yeah, we're pretty opinionated. Um, I would say we have
1: a pretty straightforward format on this, but we also just tend to kind of roll with it. Um, but we will always make sure to give you the who, what, how, and the why if we can figure out the why. Basically yeah. like your middle school, who, what, where, all those W's, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So we, our aim here is to give you everything you need to know so that you will sound somewhat knowledgeable at least if you want to discuss this issue at parties or something.
2: Basically yeah. like
1: true crime but also funny because
2: it's Betches. Yeah, just true crime, but make it funny.
1: Exactly. And um, speaking of talking about true crime at parties, I, for one, think opening with who's your favorite serial killer is a great conversation starter and a surefire way to make you some new friends.
2: We should have people test that theory, for sure, and also we need to discuss that as friends who talk about true crime, because I don't think I know yours.
1: Absolutely. We will do that, for sure.
2: Yep, okay perfect
1: we are also bringing you this podcast in two parts each part will drop all at once so that you can binge it
2: yep so is there really any other way to consume true crime i don't think so no you have to binge it Mm -hmm. those are the rules yes we don't make the rules we just follow them
1: exactly so for Mm -hmm. the first part of not another true crime podcast um be prepped for some really weird sketchy things that are going to make you want to turn to the internet, turn to Reddit, and learn more. And then for part two, get ready to lock your doors, hide your kids, hide your wife, because we're getting into the really depraved shit because people are fucked up.
2: Yes. Yeah, everyone's awful. And that's uh, pretty much an underlying theme for this show, slash your life. True. Everyone's life. Um, yeah. The sooner <laughs> not just you yours, come to Sarah. terms with that, the better exactly the more you know um but yeah so thanks for tuning in so far to uh, season one it's probably been like two minutes so far so good um hopefully you guys binge it yeah, all we haven't and you love fucked it. it up yet yeah we haven't fucked it up yet but you know jury's out um hopefully you guys binge it all and you love it because we happen to think that we're pretty great and amazing and yeah. and insightful
1: and thought-provoking and modest <laughs> and yes. very modest above yeah. all we are modest
2: Yep. We should win an award for modesty. Yes. I think that. Yeah, I think that kind of defeats the purpose. But anyways, we're super excited. So let's begin. So to kick off our first episode, we're going to be discussing
1: Billy McFarland of Fire Festival fame. He's a just a personal favorite scammer of mine. I think everyone should have a favorite scammer. Put it in like your Hinge mm. profile.
2: Right. Absolutely. Definitely something that people need to know.
1: Yes. So Billy yeah. is now 27 years old. He's from New York. He went to, I guess, a private school called the Pangry School. Um, okay. And he's most known for being the founder and CEO of three companies. Spling? That might have been a typo. Maybe Spring. Uh, Magnesis yeah. and Fire Media, which you probably probably all know from the Fire Festival.
2: So I have a question. Like yes. to be a scammer, do you have to fuck up all the spelling of the scams that you're making? Like do you have to like <laughs> make everything complicated? Like you can't just call it something normal? You yeah, know?
1: well I think Fire Festival with the Y was definitely um groundbreaking. A marketing ploy for sure groundbreaking. Yeah. Magnesis <laughs> actually the funny thing about that is Billy said in an interview that it's Latin for nothing. So
2: that's it's literally for Latin for nothing. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, between him and like, uh, you know, like Colts and all that, like, I feel like everyone makes up these names that sound like really obscure prescription drugs. And they're like, it's <laughs> real. And everyone's like, OK, <laughs> so no, 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 that's- we're referring to Nexium. Yeah, NXIVM with the V and cult. the I and the, yeah. So whatever. weird. Okay. Um, yeah. So Billy first
1: burst on the scene of scamming with Fire Festival, which was, I don't have to go into huge background. And I feel like we were all alive in 2017, hopefully. But do it. Um, but do it. But basically, it was this huge disaster where he was advertising this luxury music festival on the Bahamas. You probably saw it on Instagram. I did. Um, he yeah. Yeah. The likes of Kendall Jenner, Haley Baldwin, um, maybe Bella Hadid. Excuse me. Uh, Emily it's, Miss,
2: it's Mrs. Bieber now.
1: Excuse me. Oh, you. okay. Sorry. So they were um, promoting with this festival respect. on Instagram, and it was supposed to be this luxury festival on a private island in the Bahamas um, with all these private villas, and it was just supposed to be lit. People get <laughs> there to the island, it's barren. All they have to eat are these cold cheese sandwiches. And the lodgings are a limited amount of refugee tents that people have to fight over. Like, literally, the types of dome tents you
2: see to house refugees, that was what was on that island. That's, like, pretty incredible. Like, in the sense of, I I mean, it's just incredible how that all works out. I mean, how do you go to the Bahamas and it's barren? Like, is there a part in the Bahamas It's like, there's nothing there? Like, I feel like the Bahamas is, like, a pretty charted out area. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not I an expert. I into this a lot at the time because
1: I was fascinated by it. But yeah, I think it was they did try to rent some sort of private island that wasn't
2: super developed. And that was
1: OK. So it was
2: like a private area. Like it was literally like a place for refugees. And they were like, let's host a music festival here. No,
1: it wasn't a place for refugees. But just the tents that they were able to get were the same types of tents that you would see. You Got know, it. if you were looking at a refugee camp. This was not one,
2: to be clear. But Ugh.
1: if you look at those like dome tents. Yeah. Just if you Google it, you'll know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. Like the cloth tents. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It was yeah. not a good
1: look. Um, so Yeah, no shit. I mean, immediately after that, um, Billy and also his partner in the festival, Jaw Rule, were hit with a $100 million lawsuit. It was a huge Ugh. media shit show.
2: The memes ja Rule were great. Better. Yeah, yeah, the memes were great. I mean, really, I thought Coachella was bad, like, in the sense <laughs> of, like, I, I have to, like, sleep out in a fucking tent, and, like, this, this is really bad. <laughs> I actually like that kind of stuff, so I wouldn't be Ugh. too
1: bothered by it. Like, I camped at Bonnaroo, but um, whatever. Maybe that's just
2: me. Um, I, like, literally couldn't. <laughs>
1: Okay, but what I think is really interesting is Fire Festival is obviously a scam, and everyone yeah. kind of knew that. And Billy kind of played it like, "We're so sorry, we fucked up. We just were in over our heads with planning this festival," and everyone was kind of like, "Okay, that sounds like it makes sense." But when they dug a little deeper, they found out that he'd been scamming for a while. Um, so I don't basi- even know if
2: that makes sense. Like, if someone was like, if they fucked you out of all that money. And all that time and like you know you get super pumped for festivals and you like take time off work and all that and then you know you get there and it's a shithole and he's like I'm sorry I'm in over my head it's like then cancel yeah, the like, festival dude, like I, know. I guess I'm not forgiving I would be like I don't give a fuck if you were in over your head you well, know what I mean?
1: Yeah people weren't super forgiving um, yeah. I mean but it seemed like at the time it could have gone either way whether what uh, whether he was intentionally trying to defraud people or whether they just fucked up yeah um yeah so i'm kind of trying to work a little bit backwards in terms of billy skimming i've really researched it i yeah i'm a big fan billy i'm a big fan of your work if you're listening to this <laughs> um so fire festival was supposed to be put on by billy's company which was called fire media um, okay. when i think the interesting part about fire media that no one has really ever talked about is that the company at its core is a scam because it was running on the assumption that the live music industry is broken and that there's, quote unquote, no efficient way to book live talent. Um, I'm actually quoting this from a pitch deck that they sent us. Hopefully that's Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Their company is now bankrupt. I don't think they're going to sue us. Um, so, yeah, it's running on this assumption that there's no direct way to connect buyers or people who are looking to book an act with the act which is, first of all, literally not true. Um, I worked mm-hmm. in live music, and there is an online database where talent buyers can connect with artists' booking agent.
2: It's called Polestar. Like, everyone uses it. It's very legit. I mean, um, yeah, those kids who had their super sweet 16s, they had to get, like, Nicki Minaj there somehow. I mean, there was ways that it happened. Right.
1: And they're sort of arguing that, let's say, I can't go out and directly book Jaw Rule on an app, which was what Fire Media... I suppose, aim to do. But mm-hmm. the whole issue with that is...
2: Like on an app? That is that what you yes, just said?
1: on an app. Oh, that, The whole issue geez. with that, though, is that is... Um, Sketch? Predica- <laughs> yeah, and predicated on the idea that Jaw Rule is going to be checking his app. No, he's not going to do that because he's Jaw Rule. He has other stuff to do. What does he do? Well, Hire I mean, a booking ja Rule- agent, and that's... Jaw Rule might check the app. Okay, Jaw Rule, fine. If you're booking, like, <laughs> Nicki Minaj... She's not yeah. going to be checking this booking app and figuring out her no. schedule. So she hires a no. booking agent and that's the system that the live music industry already has in place. So first of all, right? anyone who invested in this app, you played yourself. The idea at its core is nonsensical.
2: Is he trying to like literally connect with live talent with the person, like having yes. no booking agent at yes. all? Oh, that's a dark road. Okay. I mean, right. if I would have heard, if someone would have told me that I do not work in live music, but I would have been like, that's. Like, that's insane of me to think that, like, I'm going to go on an app and be, like, chatting it up with, I don't know, Mariah Carey or exactly. something. And just, and just work – her and I are just going to text back and forth and confirm the dates of which she can perform. Like, that's not how any of that works. but Right. Whatever. And also um, a fun quote from the pitch deck. So one quote
1: says, FIRE assesses a 10% fee to buyers and does not take a commission from talent on bookings. But they also say – like one line later with no context, we also redirect 25% of the fire fee, parentheses, 2.5% of booking to talent by way of benefits. So, first of all, what the fuck? And how much money are they taking? And how does this
2: even work? Yeah, I'm like really confused about that. So, and okay, so they redirect 25% of the fire fee, which is 2.5% of the booking. But so they also
1: assess a 10% fee to buyers. I don't understand how that works.
2: Yeah, and then then they they redirect 25% of the talent by way of benefits. Like does that mean you're not giving them <laughs> that money? Like what is Are you paying them in like,
1: free drinks like?
2: <laughs> right. Like that's like that's like someone being like, "I'll pay you in favors." It's like, "No, that's not how that works. I need like money." That's that is such a roundabout way of basically saying we're going to keep that money and we're going to give them, you know, benefits to make everything better we're going to give them an amazon gift card for 150 dollars while we keep Who knows? the i 2.5 mean, percent of the booking it's like, possible
1: that we're just misunderstanding this but i mean there this thing makes no sense
2: in the market for investment worthy bags watches and fine jewelry rebag is the answer
1: Um, it says combined, this is after they give the whole breakdown of the staff and they say combined, we've amassed decades of experience in the music and entertainment industry, founded three other companies and have worked at top companies, including Google and Nike and some other stuff, which, okay, first of all, Billy, it doesn't count if one of the other companies you founded that you're listing as a reference is your other scam company. Like, what the hell?
2: Yeah, and also I would argue that Working for Nike and Google, though great companies, are not music-related. That's not how
1: it works. That's not how any of this
2: works. Right. And uh, just kind of, you're just, like, dropping names at that point. And I, I mean, I that think would, like right. Um, or if I try to go on The Bachelor work.
1: and I'm, like, one time Corinne liked my Instagram post or something random. You know what I mean? It has nothing yeah, to do Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um but there's there's anyway. people who are like that. Clearly, like this Billy guy is like that. And also like I think it's worth saying that the reason that you and I are so fucking confused by this language is because it is literally made to be confusing. Right. Like he he does that and he talks in like the fucking roundabout ways so people are not able to kind of fully understand. And I imagine he's probably pretty charismatic. What you think? Yeah, I've definitely read reports and actually one of my friends and met him.
1: Um, I was looking through his Facebook, which is still active, by the way. Wow. Seems like an oversight. Billy. Wow. Um, Yeah, Billy. And I saw that we had a mutual friend who's one of my good friends. And I immediately texted her and I was like, "Um, how did you never tell me that you're Facebook friends with Billy McFarland? And she said she used to be on the board of a nonprofit. And Mm -hmm. essentially they rode on a private jet
2: together. I don't know the details, but all she said was he was really nice. Yeah, I mean, I imagine he would be, and he's not, like, a horrible-looking human being. Like, uh-huh. I imagine if he, like, got into the room and, like, sold his pitch, like, you could kind of believe the bullcrap coming out of his mouth, but Well, Billy. people did, but it's kind of astounding to me because, I mean,
1: if you look at this pitch deck, if you even read what fire media aims to do, I would think that anyone with an ounce of common sense or just a basic understanding of how live music works would be like, dude, this is worthless. Like if he were to go on Shark Tank, I feel like they would just rip him apart
2: dude and like the fact that ja rule like bought into it just shows how little things ja rules booking nowadays like ja rules like i ja literally Rul. don't know what live music is anymore i'm just gonna oh, I just love go him. with this we love you. i do too <laughs> i love him ja rule but i mean for real i'm <laughs> like come on you should have well, known I better think... ashanti couldn't have given you a heads up that that's a bad idea really you guys are on tour like every year well <laughs> like... i
1: think it definitely is and i mean with other scammers too people just get caught up in people who can talk a smooth game and i know that billy and ja rule had worked together before and they'd met a bunch of times so i feel like they thought they were cool and like friendly and
2: um
1: so fire media was one giant scam and that was fun but for sure billy was also scamming before that so he had his first scam was called magnesis and it was I, i know and it was advertised as a black card for millennials, but it wasn't a credit card. It was just a regular card with a magnetic strip that you would hook up your existing credit card to.
2: First of all, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't. Uh, for some reason, I didn't read that part. So yeah. it's a so it's literally a credit card to to hold the information for your other credit cards?
1: Yes, it's like a cooler looking credit card if your actual Ooh. bank issued credit card is too lame.
2: What? Exactly. And, like, yeah. <laughs> was, and how does you get away with I mean, that's just a piece of plastic. Yes, that. yes, with
1: the magnetic strip. Wow, wow, okay. I know, All I right. feel like we'll I will it. barely hook my credit card up to my PayPal account.
2: Yeah, dude, I don't even <laughs> do like automatic payments on my student loans because I'm yeah. afraid of like what can come off of it. And that's, I mean, granted, I don't pay with my credit card, but I mean, I feel like your credit card—I eh, don't know. I, I, my fiance is probably like this would this would cause him to have like a conniption fit because he's like very conniption. money focused, mm-hmm. and this is this is scary. Okay, continue. Sorry, my B. No,
1: it's all good. So I, I read that there was basically a 250 a year fee. And you, with that fee, you're supposed to get access to sold-out concerts, like Beyonce tickets and um, in-demand restaurants. And they had, a like, a central base that was kind of a hangout spot, sort of like Soho House, but it wasn't, I don't think, as Tem. fancy. It was, like, literally an apartment in the West Village. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, however, in reality, the company was just bleeding money. Um, and they—members— just weren't getting what they promised like you would order Beyonce tickets through Magnesis the day before they would cancel or something like that and it was just obviously you can't promise people to get them stuff that the general public can't
2: get because you probably can't get it either but like (laughs) I mean At that point, okay, so I have so many questions, and you're probably not the right person to direct them to, but I'm going to do (laughs) it. So if you're paying through Magnesis with your card, like, because it's connected to, like, let's say my Chase card, if you're paying through that, do you not get the points that you normally would? Because, like, most credit card systems have a reward process in place, you know? Like, I use my Chase card at a restaurant, and then I get, like, I don't know, like, three points, whatever. And that all adds up. And then at the end of the year, I can, you know, like use those points to take a trip or redeem them or whatever. So if you use it through magnesis, are you essentially stripping yourself of those actual reward points too in, you know, instead of getting, you know, like you're doing this and you're going to get those rewards and magnesis points and you're not getting chase anymore. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I don't actually know, but I would imagine that like... It seems okay. like that's something he would do. For my Bank
1: of America card, I'm getting, like, 1% cash back, which, fine. Right. That's a reward. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. getting Beyonce tickets. No. So I think that I mean the access I mean, that's like to an, high-end things was the draw for this card.
2: But isn't that, like – so he basically stole that from Amex because that's, like, Amex's whole thing of, like, they do pre-sale and, you know – you can you can get a pre-sale if you're an Amex card holder, which is like half the reason, if not the only reason, I have an Amex card. But like, I, I don't know. It, this this is really, yeah, this, I is, mean, mess, this I is messed up, man. no idea.
1: And I sort of wonder if it was intended to work as a sort of concierge service. Like, you would pay, like, let's say, Beyonce sells out in a minute. You would mm-hmm. pay Magnesis the price of a Beyonce ticket, and they would act as the go-between and get it for you. But the problem, I think... Was that Magnesis wasn't able to get this stuff, so they would go on StubHub and they would pay insane resale value, right? And just put it on the corporate card, and then they went bankrupt.
2: And they or they would cancel those and then get their money back. Or if they couldn't get it, they would cancel
1: it and people would be pissed.
2: The lesson here for all the listeners is that fucking check your credit card. Don't do sketchy shit with your money. Yeah, like like it sounds. Don't get a pretty credit card. It's not worth it. Don't get a <laughs> like, credit card that's not backed by a bank. Don't get
1: that Russell Simmons debit card either. No, no, that's don't. I th-
2: I think so. I mean, sure. Yeah. Let's just go out and say that's who it is. But like, <laughs> I I would say like of all the things in the world to get creative with, your credit card is not one of them. Mm-mm. Like, do not get creative with your money. It is a it is a bad, like I learned a lesson yesterday about getting creative with things that are not meant to be creative with. Like I tried to get creative on my commute home and <laughs> I added 35 minutes to my time. No. So lesson learned, do not get creative with things that are important. That's why I never branch out. I go to restaurants. I order the same thing
1: every time. <laughs> it's That's why like, I like don't talk happen. to other people. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm
2: just a reckless. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, everyone lies, so I just don't um, want to
1: speaking to of lying, I wanted to get into how Billy did all this shit, and yeah, it essentially amounts to lying, but it's actually kind of impressive and also pathological. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he was sick. high key just defrauding investors, but <laughs> so he would kind of overstate Fire Media's worth. This is going back to Fire Festival and how he got money for okay. that. So he would um, overstate Fire Media's worth and give false statements about how much revenue they were earning and their insurance policies and their loans. But what I think is the best thing is that he literally just created fake spreadsheets to show fake investment offers. And he would falsify geez. reports that all these famous artists had accepted offers to play the festival. Like he said, Salida Gopez accepted a $1 million offer and there were a couple other things like that. Um, <laughs> and he...
2: Literally fucking spreadsheets. <laughs> I mean, that is that is why this guy is like on this. It's beyond like him lying. Like he straight up commits fraud.
1: I mean, it's like, kind of insane. Like I have a basic knowledge of Excel. Could I be getting more money out of people? Who knows? Spreadsheets. Imagine. I'm seriously not over this. Like this dude literally just fucking opened up Microsoft Excel, made a spreadsheet, and here's where I think it gets interesting too because. So,
2: for the instance, power of spreadsheets, man. I know.
1: For instance, he made yeah. it seem like they'd accepted 5.4 million dollars in offers from like let's say X number of artists when really they'd accepted 275,000 from a smaller number of artists. And yeah. then when someone at his company called him out on it and was like, "Hey, um you're really overstating the value." He added yeah. the two figures together and then sent it to investors <laughs> to make it seem like it was bigger.
2: Uh, he's like, yeah, you're right. Hey, I'm doing this. We should definitely lie some more.
1: And he also I mean, fabricated documents to show that Magnesis it was going to be bought by non-existent third parties to the tune of like 35 or $40 million. So like literally this shit was a Ponzi scheme.
2: Jesus. I mean, this guy, I um, I have like thoughts about this Billy guy. Again, yes, first please of all, share. kind of, kind of impressed like I definitely (laughs) I definitely but like at the same time I mean I feel like this is not a very smart system in general like like he's just lying and lying and lying and not to sound like my mom but like (laughs) but you know lying to cover your lies like at a certain point you can't remember your lies or like you know you mess it up or it's just like your whole world becomes you know fucking insane and not Real and he's also Bringing down the part that pisses me off about People like this is like he brings down other People with his lies you know what I mean Well I would like, just
1: like to iterate that Jaw Rule is fine He was not yeah. named oh, in God. any of the Lawsuits which we'll get to in a second Um bless But yeah Bill I mean it's crazy like Obviously When you lie like that it's Gonna catch up with you and yeah. It sure
2: did for Billy yeah also did you notice how every like the fry festival i keep calling it fry i think (laughs) i'm just like. i think i'm just like kind of hungry the fire fest (laughs) (laughs) it's 6 a.m here and i need breakfast (laughs) um so the fire fest i mean and this magnesis thing in his like You know, pitches, he literally says they're aimed at millennials, which is obviously like our age group. Mm -hmm. And it makes me so upset that, A, millennials are dumb enough to like go (laughs) with this. Like, just because Kendall Jenner advertises a concert does not mean it's like, A real thing. Like, have you ever bought a Kylie lip kit? (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever bought a Kylie lip kit? Like that shit is trash.
0: Like, um,
1: I have a lot of Kylie lip kits and I actually like them a lot.
2: Are you kidding me? Oh my god, mine come off like every maybe it's just like something wrong with mine actually. Yeah, like mine is really bad. But that's the
1: problem. I think they're a little drying. Really bad.
2: Yeah, they like do not look. I have like one. I bought it for Christmas for myself one year, and (laughs) I was like Very instantly disappointed with how bad my lip kit was. So if Kylie Jenner happens to listen to this, send me a new lip kit. (laughs) But (laughs) like, stop scamming me. Um,
1: Um, Also, it's funny because I actually went on like a bumble date with a guy who was a member of Magnesis, and he was (gasps) like, yeah.
2: And I was like, how did that come up? Like organically? (laughs) Did he whip out his Magnesis card? What credit cards do you belong to? you out his black card and you were like, oh, shit.
1: (laughs) I think it must have been around the time that Fire Festival was breaking or like a big deal. Got it. Um, Yeah, it was probably last summer. Um, But he said, I mean, he was like, yeah, it was cool. I would go to the the West Village apartment and like hang out. And I think he could sort of sense that it was like becoming a scam. Like he would get less and less for
2: his money. And so he kind of just like backed out. Did you go on a second date with him, or were you like, this dude's kind of an idiot?
1: (laughs) Oh, I can't remember. There might have been a second date.
2: (laughs) Damn. Well, I mean, he's not very smart with his money, so don't marry him. We don't talk anymore. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know that all worked out for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, worked out. But people did, I guess the point is, actually, people did use that,
2: which is nuts. The magnesis, yeah, that's nuts. Is that like, is it more of a New York thing? Because like in SF, there's not a hangout or anything like that. Like, would was it like a New York centralized credit card? Yeah, it
1: was in New York, and they were aiming to expand
2: it, but they never did, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see a lot of people here in SF getting into that. Yeah, I mean, because (laughs) again,
1: I think the thing too about why people scam millennials is because it's kind of all about your status or your perceived status and what you can put on Instagram to flex on your friends and if people are like oh you take this card you you don't have to apply for credit you just can hook up your existing credit to it and you know you hang out in this apartment or you can get reservations at this restaurant that no one else can get into
2: yeah I mean it's definitely all about like I think there's a status thing and, like, a looks thing. Granted, like, don't put your credit card on Instagram, step one. What? but um, Yeah, who does that? I don't know. <laughs> there's that one meme, like, on it's not a meme. It's, like, a real Twitter post that this girl posted, and she's like, love my blue card. And, oh, yeah. Like, she shows her full-ass debit card, and people were like, oh, like, let me see the back. And she's like, I don't know why everyone wants to see the back. Like, <laughs> that's the kind of – and she, like, shows them a picture. Like, that's the kind of dumb shit that people do. But – uh, yeah, I think it's like a status thing, but it makes me sad. Like I wish, I think I like to think that millennials are way smarter than people give us credit for. Yeah,
1: like, some of us I, are,
2: some of us aren't. Some of us aren't. <laughs> so whatever. Then maybe this is case in point. But so, like, what ended up happening with the fire festival? Yeah. Well, initially,
1: Billy and Ja Rule were hit with a hundred million dollar lawsuit. Um, <laughs> I don't know what really happened with that. Billy was convicted of two counts of wire fraud in March of 2018, but that's okay. not all. So you, you would think that Uh-oh. after you get convicted of wire fraud, you know, you lay low. Not so, right, right, right. not so for this dude. Um, he was arrested on even more fraud related charges in June, but this time, Ugh. um, so he was actually awaiting sentencing for defrauding investors for fraud media. This time he was caught, because he was selling almost $100,000 worth of fake tickets to events. One of them being <laughs> the Met Gala, which anyone with like half a brain or enough finger strength to Google knows. You, knows yeah, the whole thing that's about not how that works. Gala. Yeah, that's the whole thing about it. You get invited.
2: It. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what idiots. I know. Even so. I know that, and I'm across the country, but I do. I love the Met Gala. So that's. Right. If any, if anyone wants to know, Um, so with all these charges,
1: he was facing up to forty years in prison. And actually, at the time we're recording this yesterday, so this is what day is it? This is July, Uh,
2: July twenty. Oh God, I can't like find the what we're in late. Twenty fifth. It's the twenty
1: fifth. Okay. So it was announced that he had to pay the SEC twenty seven point four million dollars. And the best part is not going to prison. Yeah. He's not going to prison.
2: What white nonsense is this? This is some bullshit. Yes. Like, I mean, how do people who, like, have a one-time drug offense go to prison? And then people – imagine being this dude's lawyer, too. Like, he's on – like, he's about to get sentenced for fraud. And then, like, he's continuing to fraud people. And you're just like – Fuck, dude, Billy, like,
1: give it a rest. And you can't really argue, like, oh, he's a good guy. You know, he no,
2: he's a pillar in the
1: community. No,
2: yeah, he's almost like sick. Like it sounds like he's like he has a a compulsive problem. But that's not an excuse, Billy. You still suck.
1: Well, I was talking to my dad about it, and he kind of said that he knows sort of you know a lot of people who they have all these big ideas. And they'll go, mm-hmm. like, let's say 90% of the way to make it happen. But then they won't go mm-hmm. the final 10% of the way to actually execute the event. Right. You know, right, the right. example of Fire Festival, because they think it's, like, for
2: losers or whatever. This is just my dad's yeah. personal theory. Um, no, I can see that. I mean, I, I get with that. Like, they, the idea is, like, in conception, you know, they they're getting it going and, like, they don't, like, cross all their T's and dot all their I's because it's like, well, it's already in process, you know? Like my, my fiance's dad is kind of like that. Like he has like all these crazy, sometimes good, sometimes crazy ideas. (laughs) And like, he'll talk to, to me and Cameron about it. And then we're like, but you have to think about this, this, and this. And you have to think about, you know, what happens here and what happens with this. And he's like, well, no, no, we don't need to think about that right now. And it's like, but you do. Eventually, yeah. Especially with event planning, people
1: don't realize the amount of minutia that goes into event planning.
2: Totally. I mean, I was even just
1: having like a birthday party at a bar and my friend is like, well, are you allowed to bring food? Are you allowed to bring a cake? Are you allowed to have your own playlist? And I'm like, "Whoa,
2: I never would have thought of that shit. I would have just showed up. Dude, I mean, we're planning a wedding, and, like, the amount of things in it, like, that you have to, like, go through, and, like, the venues, and, like, what permits they have, and, you know, like, what happens if this happens, like, you just sign a bunch of contracts, and, like, there's all these little things that they charge you for, because, like, wedding people are fucking crazy, and it's, yeah, I don't know how we, like, we just went off, but I, I do think that, like, him not going to prison after all of that is, like, the most honest form of like privilege. Oh, <laughs> like, absolutely. It's I've ever seen white privilege
1: in action. He scammed so yeah. many people out of like
2: thousands of dollars. Yeah, he made international headlines with his scams. Yeah.
1: And it's kinda Damn. nuts. I mean on the one hand, I don't know where he's gonna get twenty seven point four million dollars. Right. I hope
2: not another scam. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> like, I mean he that's a, that's the thing is like <laughs> He's not good for this money, so send him to jail. <laughs> like, right? I wonder I if that's know. what will happen. I don't know how this works. Well, so stay tuned, everyone. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. Um, so that's oh, Billy. That's that's, that's the. <laughs> fire I think that Festival he should be man. your wedding planner. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, he's worked with a lot of big name companies like Google and Nike. So, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely qualified. And so he's it's fine. founded three companies. I think if there's anything to learn from this, the the big takeaway is the power of spreadsheets. Man, like Excel, yeah. no one fucks with Excel docs. Like, if you put an Excel doc in front of me and it has numbers, I'm like, this dude, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> if you color code so, it, die. Yeah, I mean, if you have, like, functions in there, like, I'm done for. <laughs>
1: like, I mean, the other element to Fire Festival that, like, we should have talked about in Fire Festival, but my bad, um, is that no. there's this sort of music festival bubble. Like, I go to a lot of music festivals. I'm, like, semi yeah. into the scene. I feel like I feel qualified to speak on this. So Absolutely. there's kind of, like, a bubble. There's a lot of music festival. There's just – they're cropping up everywhere, like, yeah. first year, second year. Yeah. Um, And you don't, there's kind of no way to know until you get there, like, how legit it's going to be. I mean, if it's backed by a big company like AEG or Golden Voice, then, yeah, Yeah. you know they're not going to, like,
2: strand you you on an island. Yeah. But if you're going to,
1: like, a small, what purports itself as, like, a new independent festival, yeah, I can see how you would, and especially if, like, Kendall Jenner is promoting on our Instagram and you see like all these Instagram meme companies also pushing it you know you can think like okay this is legit they are promoting it this is going to be really fun
2: yeah but I I mean like I think that I mean I go to a decent amount of music festivals like I've gone to like some of the bigger ones and I'll make my way eventually to like Bonnaroo and the Gov Ball and things like that oh my god let's go together I'm down, I'm so down. <laughs> Look at, we just made plans via podcasting. Yes. Um, so I mean, I think that there's like, for one, I went to, I went to Bottle Rock, which is here in Napa Valley, and it's like. I, my fiance and I both went to the ye- the first years or he went to the first years and I went to like one later. But the first year he like knew the organizer of the festival. And here's the thing is festivals in their first couple years are not moneymakers. Like, right. Because they have to build a reputation to become a moneymaker. So they have to get all these vendors. They have to get all the talent. They have to get this. And so the first year of Bottle Rock was like, at least according to what I heard, like very deep in the red. Right. But it was so cool and like they balled out and the people who went like loved it and had a great time. They brought people, they brought their friends the next year and then Bottle Rock, you know, became, it's now like a thing that like a lot of people in Northern California go to. Like it sells out and it's a really, really cool festival. If you ever are in Napa and want to go to a festival, Bottle Rock is dope. They have like cooking shows and wine tasting. It's what? really, really fun. That's fun. It's, it's really sweet. But, like, this this guy, like, this to him was, like, a money-making scheme for him. The fact that there was no lineups confirmed is also something that I would be very sketched about. Well, no one about. knew that,
1: too. And I wonder if that was sort of the beauty of why he went for a music festival. Because yeah. people don't really question a music festival. And also, yeah. anytime you go to, like, a live music event... It's understood that acts can pull out at any time and you're not entitled to refund. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I wonder if that was why he didn't just cancel it before it started, because I don't know. You know, I can't like I'm honestly can't read his mind, but
2: I'm gonna guess that no one was given a refund. Do you know? That no one what got a refund? Yeah.
1: So it's really great. This is so great. Because (laughs) when all this news first broke they emailed all the ticket holders, I guess, and they were like, you guys can either get a refund or if you choose to forego the refund, we will upgrade you to super VIP for next year's fire festival.
2: <laughs> and this is a <laughs> People like true. go fuck
1: yourself. <laughs> like- Seriously, if you were going to fall for two fire festival scams...
2: Yeah, then you deserve deserve this, and I have a (laughs) page to sell you.
1: Congratulations,
2: you played yourself. Yeah, for real. That's like the fool me once, fool me twice kind of thing. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. The audacity of Billy. I mean, really. Dang. Well, I I hope everyone got their refund. And
1: (laughs) I know you should if you did because Firefest Two is not coming
2: around. Oh God. Yeah. If
1: you did go to Fire Festival, if you bought tickets, um, DM us on Instagram. It's not another yeah. true crime pod.
2: Yeah. And tell us we'll, your we'll story. We'll give all the details. We'll give all the details for ways to contact us. Yes. At like the end of our spiel. But like if you went to Fire Festival or even if you were a magnesist card holder, oh, yeah. I wanna know. Like I wanna I wanna know your thought process. And I'm not judging you, like I don't think you're an idiot like I think this is like things that happen like people this is why people scheme is because people fall into schemes like it just is what it is but I want to I want to know like what was your experience so Um, I mean you do you do too Sarah you're like obsessed with this kind of stuff I know I'm such a psycho scams
1: I know I love scams because honestly like I'm super naive and I like it never really occurs to me to lie so right. I never really think that other people Aww. are lying. I know, it's bad. Well, so I've almost fallen <laughs> for scams before. Like, I guess I must have put my resume out. This is back when I was either about to graduate college or had just graduated, and I thought I would wanted yeah. to work in TV. And um, so I guess I put out my resume to a bunch of places. I get an email back um, that's like, Hi, I am, um, I forget who directed the notebook, but there it was like, Purporting to be this guy, and it's like, I'm gonna have this internship and I want you to work Mm. for me, and blah blah blah. And like, also buried in that email was like implications of check fraud. You know, when someone sends you a check for $2,000 and they're like, oh, I sent you $1,800 too much. Can you wire it back to me? And yeah, no, I saw, but I'm dumb. And I saw this and I was like, oh my God, what? And then I forwarded it to my parents, and they were like, "Honey, no! <laughs> like this is yeah. so <laughs> Your your dad the
2: lo- your dad the lawyer was like, "Sarah, pump the brakes." My dad, <laughs> like,
1: the man with common sense, was like, "Um, this email is riddled with typos." Was, yeah, yeah, it's really embarrassing. Yeah,
2: um, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Cameron, who has been like, I've we've been together five and a half years, so he's been with me like when I worked at Bitches with you, mm-hmm. which was like what five years ago and then oh yeah like i sarah and i worked together for people who are listening but um <laughs> the, way back in the dizzy but um yeah like without him like being like no hannah don't do that or you know like he like he used to go with me i sound like really dependent but i'm really like <laughs> I, I i think it's <laughs> i was never taught much about money Mm-hmm. And like, there's a there's a lot of things in adulthood. I don't think that you're taught. Like, I was never taught how to go and negotiate for a car. So when I was buying my car, it's so easy for them to talk you into things that you're like, I don't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, sure, I guess. And he had to be like, no, don't agree to that. Like, especially I'd imagine as a yeah. woman. I remember one time yeah. I like,
1: went to get an oil change, and they were yeah. like, and I was expecting it to be like, uh, I don't know, twenty dollars. Like, I don't know how much shit costs. And I go right. there, or maybe I had, like, a coupon for a
2: free oil change. It's a change. banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10? Right. <laughs> and <laughs> then um,
1: they were like, okay, you should get this oil that's specifically formulated for your car. And I was like, right. okay, sure. Come out with a bill. It's, like, $150. And I was too embarrassed to say anything, so I just paid it and, like, cried internally. Hang your head in
2: shame. Yeah. that's. I definitely think it's easier... Not that all these people who are frauded by Billy were women, but I think women are more susceptible in some ways to being frauded because a lot – I feel like society has – wow, this this podcast has gone all sorts of ways. But we have <laughs> been like – we have been society, – society has taught us to basically like suppress our questions in a lot of oh, ways. Oh, absolutely. And like – and not question, you know, especially things like cars and money And, like, traditionally, like, man-dominated areas, even, like, medicine sometimes, you know? Like, we're told not to question our doctors or, you know, doctors tell us, like, how we're feeling and we're just like, okay, I guess so. And, like, that's – it's definitely, like, a girl thing. And I've had Cameron help and, like, he's kind of helped me navigate. But now I'm just like, fuck you. I'm going to Google the shit out of all of this. And if you're wrong, like, I'm going to call you out on it. So – yeah, uh, well, we went down a rabbit hole, so We that's really fine. did. Um, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Should we play some games? Let's do it. All right, um, today we're playing Would You Rather, Fire Festival okay. Edition. All right, All right. I'll go down. Should good. I go with the first question? Yeah, go for it. Okay, would you rather fly to Fire Festival only to realize it's a deserted island, or cancel your ticket to fire festival only to find out that it's the sickest
2: party of the millennium and you missed it um i think i would rather <laughs> i think i'd rather cancel my ticket hmm. than and find like uh, my fomo is not that intense to where like i would be like a eh, huge bummer but i think that if i flew to the deserted island <laughs> I would be like a scared. I would be yeah. like where the fuck where the fuck am I? How do I get home? All this stuff. And B I would be embarrassed, you know, because like you tell people like I'm going to the fire festival and people are like dope and then you get there and it's like a nationwide scam and you're like <laughs> shit. Um so I think I would cancel my ticket. What would you do?
1: Well, I'm like inclined to say that. I also don't have like strong FOMO like I yeah. don't know you know I'm just like okay whatever if I miss it I yeah. don't care I got to sleep and that's important to exactly, me exactly exactly the thing is though like I will do almost anything for the story value and <laughs> to be able to say that you were on the ground at fire festival is like holy shit you can't get better story value than that yeah
2: I mean, that's true. I mean, I guess whether it's deserted or it's dope, like you were there for like an iconic thing. Exactly. I was a part of history. Something crazy. All right. uh, Next question I can ask you. Would you rather party with Gigi or Bella Hadid? Hmm. Which one?
1: Okay. Well, the reason that this is Firefest Festival related is because I'm pretty sure they both advertised it. Could be wrong. They did. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they did. I think Bella is a bit more of like a dark horse kind of wild card. I think that she'd be I more agreed.
2: fun. I think so, too. I think she'd be a blast. I, I've heard Gigi's really, really smart, though. Huh. And she's also friends with all the Queer Eye guys. Oh. And I, like, I want to be friends with them so badly. So, um, I don't know. I guess, I'd, I guess I'd probably go with Gigi, just because you know, I hope she'd bring tra- Tan France. And, that's, and Gigi's cool, too. Um, and then <laughs> Would You Rather vain. Party... With Kendall Jenner or Hailey Baldwin. This is an easy one for me, but I want to hear so yours. So
1: to me, actually, I feel like this is hard because they're both like kind of boring and I don't know a whole lot about either of no their personalities.
2: Way. I think Hailey Baldwin's kind of fun.
1: Okay. From I everything I see. going to argue the opposite because I feel like she's engaged to Justin Bieber in his Jesus phase. So I feel like she might be like yeah. a Jesus freak. And
2: she I don't want someone be. judging me when I'm trying to like beer bong. <laughs> She's a Baldwin, though, dude. Like, can she really, like, judge a lot of people? Like, her family has, like, gone up and down for sure. And I feel like she, I don't know. I feel like she probably is fun and, like, has a good sense. I, I follow her on Twitter, and she has, like, a good sense of humor. Hmm. And, yeah, but I do agree. Justin is in a, he's in a full-fledged Jesus moment right now. Yeah, it's,
1: you know what? Good for him. At least he's not yeah. peeing in, like, yeah. Like, you peeing in buckets or whatever? Like, at least he's not doing that anymore.
2: You know what, man, I am not the person to, like there's plenty of times I should probably find Jesus. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Final question.
1: Would you rather get stuck on a deserted island for a week with Jaw Rule or only eat cold cheese on white bread for a month? <laughs> I, would, I would rather get stuck on an island for a week with Jaw Rule. For Honestly, sure. <laughs> same. I didn't even think about it. Okay. That was too easy. What if you had to be stuck on the island with Billy? Uh, for a week? Let's, is like, it the time frame? Let's just say both are a month to make it really difficult.
2: I would eat only cold cheese <laughs> on white bread. I could do it for a week, but, like, I think being around anyone for a month straight in a deserted island would make True. me insane. Oh, God, insane. but the cold cheese. Did you see those sandwiches? Ugh. Yeah, they were really bad. And I, like, don't particularly like cold cheese or, I mean, I like cheese, but, like, cold it was like cold American yeah cheese. it was like, like a ugh, slice of so white gross. American
1: like just kill me now yeah,
2: so gross so it was it was like the whitest thing I've ever seen. you could tell a white person put together that festival he was yeah. like here give him some white bread and some American cheese. and it was supposed to be gourmet chefs <laughs> ah, and it was the Lord. opposite um oh Billy
1: I know for the record I would hang out with Ja Rule anywhere for a month straight like it right. could be in a cave I wouldn't care
2: <laughs> jaw rule jaw rule if he ever listens to this i would love to have jaw rule on this show oh and God. talk about how this die. happened i would die so hopefully he's listening and thank you everyone for listening to another episode of not another true crime podcast wow that really is a tongue twister um i feel like it went pretty well though sarah wouldn't you agree yes so well so well so if you agree or if you don't whatever um be sure to follow us on social media we're on twitter and the gram at n-a-t-c pod and you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com slash
1: n-a-t-c podcast um i tried to make it n-a-t-c pod for consistency but it was
2: taken by some girl named natasha which is rude super rude how dare she natasha you're on our shit list. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, follow us if you have any questions, thoughts, stories, um, any experiences from the fire Festival, which <laughs> if we really want to hear those if you actually win. And if you're jaw Rule or if you just want to chat, shoot us an email at natc at bitches.com. Yeah, it's like bitches, but with an E. Get it right. And that is fully directed at me because even though I worked there, I still mispronounce it almost every time I say it. So yeah, definitely directed at me kind of yeah and don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast
1: on whatever streaming site you're listening to it on right now thanks for listening to this episode of not another true crime podcast and remember if you like weird shit you know where to find us
2: batches